she said to me, she was like, I just wanted to know if you were going to be honest with me about what was going on. <laughs> and, a, and a weight lifted off of me because I recognized that we had just reset again and we didn't even, we didn't even have some long, drawn-out battle or fight or any of those things. Welcome back in to another episode of the DC 360 podcast. And you might hear something in the background. That's a river that I'm sitting next to as I'm recording this podcast. I was sitting um, at the house that we're renting, an Airbnb here in Utah. And the next door neighbor was outside. And so I, I decided to go outside and talk to him. And he began to tell me about the street numbers in Utah. For instance, uh, I'm staying at the address 10258 South 2460 E. And those coordinates are essentially how far I am away from the temple that is in downtown Salt Lake City. So each and every street in Salt Lake City is numbered off a grid based on the temple downtown. That was wild to me when he told me it because I didn't understand why the street numbers the way they were. He also told me about, you know, the people who lived in the house before me and this uh, reserve that was not very far from the place we were staying. He's like, if you go about 200 feet that direction, if there was no houses, you'd see a fence. And if you walk through that fence, there's just this open land that you can go for miles. And it might be something that you and your kids enjoy is what he told me. And, you know, you know how it is. Somebody tells you something and you want to go check it out, but you got other things to do. Um, But as we have been talking about for the last couple weeks, I am on this mountain that I want to climb. And one of the things that I'm doing in order to prepare myself is going out and get my heart rate up for an extended amount of time. So I started running, and I, you know, I this thing goes further than I know I could run. My heart's just beating like crazy, and my heart, my my breathing is sporadic and erratic, which is part of getting in, in into the game. It doesn't matter what game it is that you're getting into; that is part of it. And. I saw a trail, so I took a little trail, and then that trail led me to another trail, which led me to another trail, which led me to this river and this podcast. And the whole time that I was running, I was thinking about the relationship reset. Now, this is something I heard from my mentor's mentor, Michael Neal. I heard this from his mentor, George Fransky. Um, and he has a book out called The Relationship Handbook. If you've not read that and you're in a relationship, you definitely should read it. It's a different approach to relationships. And one of the concepts in the book is something called a reset. Now, I have been through I don't know how many resets in my relationships, uh, but I didn't call them that. Right? When I was, um, I think I was about 28, I had woken up to reality, to life. It was like, it's almost like I was seeing a different color, if you will. And there was a Saturday morning where I went to the living room. Courtney was already sitting there on the couch. I remember it was black. We're sitting, we're at this apartment. And I sit down and I look over to her and I'm like, I don't even know who you are. 
And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And I don't know where that statement came from because I wasn't thinking it previously. But that statement sent us to a new dimension. Because both of us, she cried for a while. I cried because I didn't know what I had just said. And that I was looking at her and she was crying. But over the next few weeks and the next few months, we both did something called listening. Listening to ourselves, listening to that other person with absolutely nothing on our mind. No idea whether this relationship would make it or not. But knowing that if we listened to ourselves and to the other person, there might be something new that we can find and see. Now, I'm happy to say that woman is my wife now. So that conversation came in handy. But what it really did was prepared us for some even harder conversations further down the line. I remember getting married and having a conversation about all the things that I did when I was younger and having to be honest about these things with my significant other at the time. And I'm being honest about it and it feels like crap talking about these things. And I'm looking at her face and it's not bringing any relief for her to know what I'm talking about. But at the end of the conversation, she had said to me, she was like, I just wanted to know if you were going to be honest with me about what was going on. <laughs> and, a, and a weight lifted off of me because I recognized that we had just reset again and we didn't even we didn't even have some long drawn out battle or fight or any of those things. Sometimes we can ask our partner a question that allows us to, to sink deep. I'm looking at this river, and when we look at the top of the river, we see a lot of choppiness. I see a lot of choppiness right now. But what you and I know is that if we go a layer deeper, there is a flow. And, and all of the, the spiritual teachings, all the personal development talks about getting in that flow state and then riding that wave of the flow. But something that they don't talk about is if you go a step deeper, there's stillness. There is quiet. And that's where we're going in the river of our own lives through this conversation. As we're trying to go deeper than our flow to the stillness where we can see things that we wouldn't see in the flow. And when we go to that space and we come back into the flow, we come back with new information, new knowledge, new ways of being. And that's true in relationships. And I'm talking about my personal relationship, but essentially I am talking about the underlying thing is listening. Sometimes you're gonna have to listen to some things that you don't agree with, that you don't see the same way. But hearing that other person's point of view informs your point of view and allows you to see things in that different light. Now, I'm not saying that you should go get married to somebody if y'all have a bad conversation or you shouldn't or you should. I'm not telling you any of that stuff. This, this conversation is not about what you should do. It's about how it works. Sometimes when you get in a conversation with your significant other, with your spouse, with your partner, with your kids, with your coworkers, I could keep going and going. The best thing we could do is stop, slow down, and listen. 
and not listen to the person inside of our own head, but listen to the person in front of us. Now that we're talking about the person inside our own head, how crazy is that? That we don't even oftentimes talk to the person in front of us. We're talking to the person inside of our own head. We don't hear what that person in front of us is saying. They said, I love you. And what we hear is, I don't like anything that you've done in your life or whatever that is. And that's because we're not listening to that person in front of us. We're listening to the person in our head. And hitting that reset button is essentially getting that person out of your head and listening to that person in front of you. And that's where all the magic happens. Here in reality, not in your head. So the moment, the moment that you get into a situation with your significant other or your kids or whoever, recognize the way it works. They're doing what's absolutely best in their eyes. And if that contradicts with what looks best in your eyes, the easiest thing to do is to get clarification. And I may never understand that point of view, but I can do something with it. Because love is deeper than the chop. It's deeper than the flow. Love is that stillness, that quiet place, at least for me. And when I lead and I come from that space, listening becomes easier. Having a conversation becomes easier. And I stop thinking that I have to have success in this conversation. If I'm going to be with somebody for the rest of my life, well, then it's good to get groundwork and then go revisit that groundwork and then go revisit what it is that that person wants, needs, or, or loves. Because I know my needs and desires change on a day-to-day basis. Now, how is my partner supposed to know that? How are my kids supposed to know that unless I communicate that to them? And I'm not saying, hey, I need to communicate. It's like, hey, I need this in order for this to work. No. This is just the way I'm seeing it, babe. How are you seeing it? And that allows for that reset button to be hit. That allows for us to get an opportunity to get out of our own heads, out of our own way, and be present with whoever and whatever we're doing. That is the major key for me sitting in front of the stream that I've seen today. Is that in any moment, at any point, You can sink down into the depths of the river of your thoughts and of your own mind and come back out with something new and fresh. And the only thing that you have to do is listen to that internal voice, to that internal guidance system that you have and allow that guidance system to lead you. Sometimes you will get angry. Sometimes you will get frustrated, but know that those feelings and emotions are pointing you to where you are in the river. And once you're aware of where you are, like any map, once you know where you are, it's much easier to get where you're going. I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed the the talk by the river. I'm going to drop out for a couple seconds and just let y'all listen to the river. I love you guys. Like I said, we're going to keep growing stronger together. And we'll talk to y'all very, very soon.